0: And welcome to G220 Radio tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, you ever hear that phrase, It's Christianity is a, a relationship, it's not a religion, it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight here on G220 Radio with Mike Miller, with the original Natty P, episode number 518, live tonight, G220 Radio. Welcome to this episode of G220 Radio. Here we are. As you can see, Mike Miller, the original Natty P, back out of retirement. No, (laughs) no, he is here with us. This is an episode that um, we were going to do. I think what was it? Maybe two months ago? Maybe yeah, like it's like November, of, November,
1: October or something.
0: Yeah, this yeah. was an episode we we had on the, on the uh, schedule. Um, we had to make some change of plans, and then we had some other episodes and things that were in there that we just didn't get around to it right away. And uh, here we are in February now, the second week okay. of February, and we're gonna talk about this. Uh, this is an important important discussion. This came about. Some of you probably already forgot there was this article going around called the from the 1517 um uh site uh, and I don't really know much about this site whether it's a um I think it has to do something with uh lutherans right Am I right on that or is it something Yeah yeah it's a lutheran work. It's a lutheran oh, site yeah. Okay so <clears throat> so this this article was going around talking about christianity is not about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Nathaniel was like, hey, let's do an episode on this. And so me and Mike were like, okay. So we had this scheduled, like I said. um, We had to make some change of plans. But here we are, and now we're going to talk about it. Before we do, before we do, um, I just want to thank Mike for holding it down the last two weeks. Um, And even, I mean, I saw you had some technical difficulties last week. And yet you still persevered. And I know that's not easy when you're trying to figure out, you, especially when you got guests. Because if it's just you yeah. by yourself, you can just kind of, well, I'll either roll through this or I'll just, you know, end yeah. it. But thank you, brother, for, for uh, holding it down, even with those difficulties. I know it can be stressful sometimes. Yeah. I know what's going on. <clears throat>
2: it was so part of it was one of the guests couldn't, we couldn't see nor hear. Mm-hmm. But obviously they can. They could see us and hear us so just trying to figure out all of that and trying to use zoom which we don't pay for anymore getting the message right in the middle yeah it was a very exciting stressful and then kept messing up um kofi's name i felt really bad
0: yeah yeah, that was I, I saw that. I was like, as soon as you was introducing him, it was like, Mike forgot the guest's name. But hey, you know, when you got all those technical difficulties going on, I don't think a lot of people realize this. There's so many things when you're trying to host and you're trying to make sure everything's working properly. You're trying to make sure that the audio is coming through. You hear your guest. Also, that the people that are watching are hearing you. So many things is happening. And um, you're, you're trying to control and run all that. And then, you know... um things aren't working and then you start to get the like, Oh no, what's going on here. I need to get this fixed and you're live and you want to do it. Just things happen, man. That's yeah. That's part of and life. We went live <clears throat>
2: after already having problems for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, this is the backup plan and now it's not working like it should have. At least what I thought it was. And then I am sitting here. It's like, well, what else can I do? And just scrap it. OBS YouTube back to the zoom back to the good old days Mm -hmm. let's get through this thing
0: yeah well all right nathaniel how you been man it's Uh, been been a while
1: pretty pretty good up and down good now i had the disease like between christmas and i don't know several weeks ago Mm -hmm. so i went to the i don't don't I don't know. I went to the doctor. It was kind of a waste of time. They uh, basically said, you have COVID, and now we're going to send you out to die. It was uh, kind of a raunchy experience. I was pretty upset, but um, I came home. I didn't die, um, surprisingly. and um, Beat the odds. uh, (laughs) But now I'm a statistic, and... uh, just trying to live live my life uh one day at a time. Uh I don't know. It's, it's, it's a cold world out there, I guess. Yeah. I mean that's good. Good doing uh doing TikToks and uh typing stuff and getting back into writing a little bit, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, doing the TikTok thing. The TikTok thing is like uh for young people and that's why my, me and mike don't do that <laughs> what? Yeah, but my crazy. work does it oh do they
2: yeah and actually and got got some pretty good content yeah it's uh it's a way
1: to make money i don't make money at it but uh, it's, uh basically what, what people use it for you there's no way anybody could make a living off of it but a lot of people use it to drum up business for their other projects and their other mm-hmm. adventures or business or whatever so if you it's a good way of advertising and stuff like that. I watched mm-hmm. watch one guy, I've seen his YouTubes too, where he's uh got a, it's not like a pawn shop, but um, he does gold and silver deals and all kinds of stuff like that and does deals over TikTok. So it's, it's a neat platform. Um, it's owned by the Chinese. So it's- uh,
0: Ah, there you go.
1: It's heavily censored and they know who I am now and everything, but-
2: They so already did. It's okay. That's yeah. it's
1: true. I forgot. I forgot uh the president's hologram already gave him my dossier.
2: Mm.
0: Well, if if he's referring to uh TikTok, I think uh Ben Dixon said it's pretty effective if that's what he's referring to. Uh is the TikTok. All right. So now we talked about some of those things, you know, six minutes into the program, we better get moving here before everybody takes off and says, Hey, what are these guys talking about? TikTok? No, nah, let's not listen to TikTok. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> what's going on here um <clears throat> with this article now. This is, I'm just going to put it out here. I titled this episode here tonight, It's Not a Relationship, It's a Religion. The reason I did that, it's a play on the phrase that we hear of, it's not a religion, it's a personal relationship with Jesus. So it's a relationship. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. And I think what tends to happen, This it's a pet peeve of mine when I hear people say that. Because it's both. You can't say that Christianity is not a religion because if you look up the definition of religion, if you try to understand what is meant by religion, you would see that a religion is to adhere to a practice of beliefs and following a God. And that is something that we do in Christianity. We follow the one true and living triune God of the universe, the creator of all things. And he has laid out for us a way in which we come before him. And thankfully, when he died on the cross and that veil was torn, we, we can boldly come before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords now, right? In prayer. But he still has a, a set of, we, we still have a set of beliefs and practices that we do as Christians. The problem I think that tends to happen is some people can be, to religious in the sense where they start to put practices as a means of having this relationship or the means of achieving or earning righteousness before God mm. works kind of things. Um, like you have to keep these sacraments, you have to do this and that to be right with God, where we know that man is justified with God by faith in Christ who finished it on the cross it was accomplished it was completed and we are a sanctifying work of god he is sanctifying us over time like we are we come to christ we are justified once for all and yet then we are have this process of sanctification it happens so my pet peeve with it is um when people say that uh, and often when they'll say someone is is religious or their it's because of their religion they'll make it seem or they'll connect that with like legalism or being judgmental or kind of being a Pharisee. And so that's why I think we have to have a good balance of it. Then on the other side of that, it's kind of like where this article was, seems to be going is, well, it's not a personal relationship at all. Right. And we do have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It would be wrong to say that. And I think Nathaniel is going to lay this out for us here um because he's wrote, uh put together a, a kind of uh thoughts on this. And, and as far as, this conversation that we're having, which stemmed from this 1517 article. And um so we're gonna kind of get into that. Mike, any thoughts on this before we get in and, and allow Nathaniel to kind of uh lead us in this? Yeah. I got a lot of thoughts.
2: Finish the show right now. Bam. <laughs> Done. It's over. Done. No, don't even need to go. Don't even don't even need Natty P. No. Um obviously this has been around ever since um jefferson beef key kind of made it popular Uh, i just checked his uh youtube video that came out 35 million views that's not a small number of views um though it's kind of been around for uh just over 10 years now and so this is something to deal with and to to think about it and even listening to the 1517 article that um and kind of in reference to what we're discussing about, I wasn't even not like fully like I just dis- I completely disagree with you. Right. You heretic Lutherans, you know, like that just wasn't <laughs> a thought. Not that Lutherans are always heretics, but I'll, I'll make that
0: unless um, they don't be- belong to the Missouri. Senate. Yeah, like the ELCA. But that's yeah. it's a different story. In a different religion, some and of us
1: were baptized in the ALCA. Watch yourself. No, I'm just some scared. some I'm need anabaptist.
0: to be rebaptized.
1: They're apostates. <laughs> get out. So that's
0: why those Anabaptists so, were persecuted.
2: Um, so you so you have this thing, and I think there is a corrective that we should heed here in the article. Um, that would be counter to what we would understand in Western culture and our very individualistic culture. Um which is what I think they're kind of aiming at. But it's and obviously we'll probably get this more. I think it is something to talk about because their corrective, while I think it's too far, is in fact correct in some of its points. And to to think about and make clear and proper distinctions will help us to understand that, yes, it's about a relationship that we have with Christ, but this relationship with Christ is never just about us. Also, it's this both-and category. Even when they use the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, I think there's things that we can note that even in the text that shows this to be not just something that is communal, but never disconnected from the community. And I think that's kind of when we think about these things and when we discuss this, um, I think there is some corrective that can be done that even Jefferson Beethke, I think is how his name is, has even come out to make. In his own like corrections, so yeah. that is um i think something that we need to continue to think about right. especially in our culture where we tend to be individualistic church is a social club there these mm. are kind of important topics to think about um and how we relate within with our savior and with each other
0: yeah and and before we we get into this nathaniel I think one of the things we want to put forth <clears throat> here at G220 Radio is, and we try to do this. We try to be consistent in this. We try to put this forth in in many of our episodes is we have to come at things with a balance, right. right? We have right. to look at this with balance because what tends to happen is when there is a, when there's an issue that arises, people tend to go too far to the left or to the right. We have to have a balance where we look at it critically. We We look at it, um fairly and we say okay let's look and see <coughs> excuse me let's look and see where where they're where they're right and then where they're wrong Nathaniel I'm gonna go ahead and I need to get a drink. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and share your thoughts and then we'll get into this article.
1: All right yeah I thought uh what both of you guys said uh was uh, right on right on time. Uh, so <clears throat> Just with the, the balance of it all, uh, the questions one and three of the catechism, the first ones uh, was the chief and a man uh, to glorify God and to enjoy him. So you see that enjoyment uh, is uh, a personal personal kind of enjoyment. I, I get enjoyment out of God, and I also glorify him and worship him. Um, and so I'm, I'm held personally accountable for that, as, as we'll probably get into Uh, The other thing, uh, because the first thing you talked about, Ricky, is it's not just a relationship, it's also a religion. So that's kind of what I'm uh, going for right here is uh, the third question of the catechism is what do the scriptures principally teach? And the the, the answer is the scriptures principally teach what man is to believe concerning God and what duty God requires of man. Um, I think that all religions uh, will contain both piety and practice. Uh, piety oftentimes uh, has to do with the uh, affections and, and the, the, what, what the, the catechism says, but what man is to believe concerning God. And then practice uh, then would be those rites, those rituals uh, that um, that God requires of man. Uh, as uh, you're kind of hitting on this, um, I think that the rites of, of the Christian religion— uh, we call them the means of grace. Uh, they're not uh, duties that you do to earn something, but they are uh, a way of having that personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the rite of baptism, the, 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 the Lord's Supper, um, prayer. Prayer is included in the means of grace. Uh, Bible reading, uh, preaching, uh, the ministry of the Word and Sacrament, these uh, the, the corporate fellowship even uh, would uh, it's not chiefly thought of in the in the means of grace, but it is a uh, a means of grace uh, and through this is how we have our relationship. So it can't be only a relationship on one side. Uh, but I think uh, talking more to the. Um, OK, so let me let me say this. So the the ancients. I had this had this uh, problem of the one in the many and how do you solve uh, how do you solve the one in the many where well, there seems to be uh, a one, an essence that binds all things together and there is also many uh, as you see, there is something human about all human beings uh, which uh, is the one and then you see individual there's three individuals on this the podcast there's, there's the many. And so in the Christian religion there's lots of little answers. And the big answer, the big solution to the one in the many is uh, clearly the Trinity. But in the Christian religion, there's many uh, answers to the, the one in the many, uh, the problem being solved. So we are called a body uh, with many members. So we are one body of Christians. Uh, and there are many members that all serve one body. So we see this kind of uh, happen all throughout the Christian religion with mutual, uh, indwellings and part, uh, part mutual partakings and whatnot. Um, and so far as the article, I think, so I surveyed, I don't know. Anytime you guys want to butt in, it's fine. Well,
0: let, let's, let's kind of read a little bit of this article and then we'll kind of go from there. Cause there is something that I think is, is very, very important here. Uh, when we look at this article and hopefully you who are watching can see this, um, <clears throat> fairly well. Uh, on my screen, I can read it clearly. Hopefully, you guys can too. Uh, otherwise, I can right. make it bigger. Um, right, I'll, just,
1: I'll just give you my hot take on the article really quick, and then, then let's get into it. Well, yes. let me let me let me save read the and, for the yeah, end. Say, yeah save yeah, some okay. of
0: your take there. Just I mean, we can get into that, but there's okay. something here that I, I want to look at. It says Christianity is not about a personal relationship with Jesus, and it says Christianity um, is not a solo endeavor, not a private relationship between Jesus and me. It says, we talk about having personal things. We employ a personal trainer to help us shed pounds uh, to get that covered beach or coveted beach body. We open a personal bank account to manage our finances. And please keep your hands off our personal property and your eyes out of our personal diary. Christians, especially evangelicals, import this language into their faith as well. We talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus or working on a, our personal relationship with him. Our desiring that relationship to grow to deepen, to become more intimate. Now, this is, I think, we're going to talk about this, but this is where I kind of want to want to go right first here, is, is Christianity right. is not about a personal relationship with, with Jesus. It says, here's the thing. Christianity is not about a personal relationship with Jesus. The phrase is never found in the Bible, and the whole biblical witness runs, man, excuse me, contrary to it. So Christianity is not found in the Bible, or not Christianity, this phrase is not found in the Bible, right? Uh, this right. personal relationship with Jesus. Let's get rid of this idea right now because there's lots of words that aren't in the Bible. I've been hearing this nonstop, this argument, right. not for this, but for the Trinity or whether well, the word yeah. Trinity is not in the Bible. So therefore, it's not a biblical understanding or teaching.
1: Right.
0: We need to get away with that. We need We need to do away with that. We have terminology for a reason, and I think we should use that terminology when it comes to the Trinity and um, omnipresent, uh, omniscience, words that aren't in the Bible, but they explain uh, what is taught within the Bible. Um, And so I think that is good for us to have. Now, just because a phrase is not there or a word is not there doesn't make it false, because what is in there is, when we look at the Scriptures as a whole— we can see these concepts that are trying to be explained by these phrases. Now, again, as I said in the beginning, this phrase isn't always the best. It isn't always helpful when people say this because all the usually it's contrasting like relationship with religion as if it's two different things, um, and so therefore, I think this is not a good start to this article here right. because you're sa- you're already saying like, well, this isn't in the Bible. Well, Lutheran right. isn't in the Bible, and you guys are Lutherans. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? That it just doesn't necessarily validate a person's argument. Any thoughts on that? And then, Nathaniel, you, we'll take it wherever you want.
1: All right. I mean, technically, if we, if we get down to it, none of the English words that we English speakers That's read right. out of our English Bibles, none, none of those words are in the Bible either uh, because the Bible is written in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. So uh, if we held, to a, held fastidiously... To this, it's not if it's not found in the Bible, uh, you can't use the wording. The Bible is built on a metaphysic as well. Like, uh, you have to know things, you have to use words and concepts that are not found in the Bible to even understand the Bible. You have to use logic, which is not described in the Bible, to make conscious sense of it. It's It's these things called first principles, you have to have language. You have to be able to read english the bible don't teach you doesn't teach you how to read english nor greek or hebrew um so there's things that are not in the bible that we use to understand the bible and then there's words and and uh terms that we come up with to speak about uh the things in the bible that aren't there like the, the catechisms one go, going to church is another thing that we do every sunday as christians uh and the phrase go to church is not found in the bible uh now that, that the 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 way that we deal with that is that the concept is there like you said um and, and and we take what we see as a concept and perhaps give another name to to it um in deuteronomy 6 it says whenever you your fathers you are to talk about these things uh with your sons as you rise up as as you lie down whenever you go along the, the road. And from this uh verse, uh and others like it, we get the concept of the catechism. So the there's catechism's not found in the Bible, but it is an immensely biblical concept of training training our children in righteousness. So yeah, I think uh I think it really is a bad start to the article. Um there's uh, a you could we could pick it pick all that, that has been set apart, but I I definitely think that that has to be dispensed with if you're going to, um, if you're going to deal with this honestly. Um, I guess so.
0: Well, well, e- e- and if if that is going to be somebody's argument um, because a word's not found in the Bible, right? Then the only biblical, the only biblical denomination is Baptist because John was a Baptist.
1: That's it. So
0: That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's let a little levity to the to the program let's move on
1: yeah so yeah.
2: Uh, go ahead mike um, yeah i think obviously you have um you know this idea with it i think what's more shocking is and i wish you would have gone more detail i felt this was very short for what right. he's trying to prove Um, So I feel like there's a lot that can be discussed to try to prove his point. But um, when we, you think about, okay, this phrase isn't there. And yet what he's also, he's not only, I think not only saying the phrase isn't there, that this concept isn't there. Right. Yeah. And so he's, he's making, because it's one thing to say the word Trinity isn't in the Bible. Right. But the concept is there. I think he's trying to make it like kind of when people, you ask people is um, God helps those who helps themselves. Is that in the Bible? And they say, yes, like there's not there. That phrase isn't there. And we would also say that concept isn't there. Right. I think that's what he's trying to, to prove and to go. So it's like, Yes, the phrase isn't in there, but even more than that, as if it was in there, and maybe evangelicals think it's in there, the concept is also not in there. In fact, runs contrary to it. Um, right. and I think that's trying to like to, I guess, build up that argument that this is just completely unbiblical, this language of a personal relationship and i mean obviously we've already showed our cards what we think about this um i i felt like there was a lot that he could have explained and gone to when my phone stopped reading i was like "Well, wow, that was short with not a lot of ev- like biblical evidence to kind yeah. of prove his point even though like i said at er- the beginning I didn't disagree with everything he had to say. I think there is a a corrective there for us to think about. Right.
0: Well, I think that's part of the problem, though, is it's a corrective, and sometimes people go too far where they (laughs) over— because, again, and Nathaniel, I think you're going to lay this out. We'll go ahead from here, and you can kind of lay this out. We do see, because he goes on here to say that this is a— it's done within the communal or in the community of the church body. And we would say, yes, God does have relationship with the body as a corporate entity, right? But then there's also that individual, personal relationship that we do see. Abraham was a friend of God. Those who have believed in Christ are friends of God, right? right? There, There is this, Christ died for me, right? I'm a right. part of that body, but he died for me. And so therefore we can see some of these things. So Nathaniel, we'll turn it over to you now. Just lay out uh, what you wanted to speak about, about this article. We won't read through the entirety of the article. Anyone can find this. If you go to the 1517 uh, and like I said, it's titled um, Christianity is not about a personal relationship with Jesus. So from there, we'll go ahead, uh, Nathaniel, and take it, take it away.
1: All right. So eventually I so so this weekend i was at church and i surveyed uh several people i asked them what they thought about the phrase personal relationship with jesus and most of them had somewhere in their comments that it was uh cringeworthy or tired from overuse or kind of uh can be confusing uh one of the articles that uh i had sent over to you guys had said that uh is it even helpful anymore and i guess sometimes uh based on the In our circles, it's not a phrase that's used uh, as much, but uh, you can kind of, so with these Christianese, it kind of has become Christianese for something, and uh, you don't really even think about the wording as much, or what it means, it's just a a Christianism, Um, and I think, to be uh, charitable, I think, uh, Mr., I think his name is Bird, Chad Bird, yes, I think he also cringes at the phrase, and, on, uh, and sometime in 2017, he uh, saw the car going towards a ditch and jerked the steering wheel a little too hard. Um, there's a lot of good points in the article. Um,
0: he should have said, Jesus, take the wheel.
1: Yeah, yeah get <laughs> us back on course, right? Um, I guess when I was thinking about this article, I kind of thought about it in two parts, because one thing that he says in the article is very true. Christianity is a corporate relationship. Uh, so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking in terms of, okay, I want to acknowledge that corporate relationship that he's advocating because it's most definitely a concept found in the Bible. And then I also had to kind of buck against uh, his thought that personal relationship is, uh, is in the Bible. Uh, so whenever I started off, I uh, obviously it's easy to prove the corporate relationship, Paul, talks about in first corinthians 12 uh talks about uh how we are many members of one body and he says uh the hand cannot say to the foot i have no need of you nor the uh let me see one member the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor the head to the feet i have no need of you and what what the picture we get from that is if if my hand on my body suddenly said, I don't need you guys anymore. It'd chop itself off and walk away. And then like thing from Adam's family. And, but in real life, it was sooner or later, just fester and rot. And that's kind of uh, a morbid picture, but that's, um, that's what we get whenever we try to isolate ourselves from the body. We get a, a festering rotting member that, uh, doesn't grow, doesn't get nourished. Um, and so that aspect of what Mr. Bird's, uh, Highlighting in this article is very, very true. And uh, there's also something else that's uh, important is uh, just uh, the various commandments that we could talk about that are necessary. Uh, uh, You have to have the corporate body uh, to fulfill. Uh, The most famous one probably is a new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you. You also love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples. And um, you can't fulfill that uh, duty, that obligation, that commandment of Jesus Christ without being in fellowship in a corporate body uh, with other believers. Uh, one thing that I really, really liked in this article is, uh, is it's in the par- paragraph right under Christianity is not a solo endeavor. He says, at the uh, second paragraph of that of of that section. Uh, when we read the Bible, yeah, right there, second paragraph down. When we read the Bible, we read communally. Think about it: the Bible you read, the book itself, is a communal project. So, in my mind in this event uh, inevitably goes to uh, Acts eight thirty one with the Ethiopian eunuch he's sitting there reading Isaiah by himself just him Jesus in his bible and uh Philip runs alongside the chariot and he says do you do you understand what you're reading and the Ethiopian says how can i unless someone explains it to me and if we think about it uh we have a very there there's the, the bible is so immense and so full there's many things that are perspicuous that uh someone walking along the street could pick it up by themselves and in grasp certain things the a doctrine of pure perspicuity of the scriptures however it's just like the ethiopian eunuch we need others to help us to understand and this is true whether it's our pastor at church or our mom or our dad or a brother uh, or uh, something that people don't often think about is that whenever we read the confessions or uh, uh the patristic the church fathers uh or any of the men uh, in between their time and now, um, those are all part of that community that explains what the Bible means to us. So I very much uh, enjoyed uh, that sense of of his.
0: And that that's very important as well, because I've been seeing this a lot lately, too, in some interactions I've had with individuals that um, want to attack Calvinism, not our conversation for tonight, but they'll want to attack Calvinism, and they'll say, well, you read all these other books instead of just reading right. the Bible. but the danger, like we can read the Bible and the Spirit is our teacher. So the Spirit's going to lead you into all truth. But the danger can be when we've seen people reading the Bible and taking the Bible for not what it's actually saying, but inserting something into the Bible and coming up with some new doctrine that's never been taught throughout church history and coming up with some new religion like Mormonism or uh, Jehovah Witnesses or something other than that um hebrew israelites you know whatever it may be and they're trying to read something there where if they looked at this communal these these brothers and sisters that came before us that that labored over the scriptures and worked together to 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 come to um proper understanding and not go off into error right? right but to defend truth um we can look at that and say okay if it's never been taught throughout church history and we're coming up with something new in our right. just own individual reading of the Bible, then it's probably us that is off and not these people that we're reading. Right. Yeah. I think to think about it, like even
2: you quoted honore six, I think even in connection with um, Jude, I think it's four, maybe five um, about the gospel once delivered to all the saints. And you look at it, yes, we're a part of a community. We're a part of a covenant together. And we have these outposts of these covenants in our local towns. We go to them, we hear, and we go to hear God speak through the pastor. Well, he's he's studying other pastors, theologians who are thinking about these things, who have been taught by things, who have been taught by them. We stand on the shoulders of giants, those who come before us. So we have to understand that communal aspect and even in our teaching. Right. But yet in the end, that teaching has to be personalized in me. Right. That it's not the group that falls into sin. I fall into sin. I need my mm. mind to be changed so that I work out my salvation in fear and trembling. Mm. That weird. I can go do it. So you need the the whole for the individual. Right. We grow together. We come to church, we fellowship and we grow together as the pastor leads us through what Hopefully, prayerfully, the Spirit has led on his heart to do, to teach through. And there is that, that, that both and. I mean, he mentions um, the Lord's Prayer. It's not my father, but our father, the paragraph before it. Right. But just before this, well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go to your secret place. This is a place right. where you come to commune with God, the triune God. Yes, Jesus is there. The Spirit is um on our behalf, there speaking things that are of God that we cannot say. But it's again, it's both and and the our Father, as the Baptist Catechism kind of points out and teaching on this, is to make it recognize that yes, it's not just us. Right but that we pray with and for others. And so there's this, again, you kind of mentioned that the one and the many, we are one, but there is many of us. There is one God in three persons who commune together. Yet we know them by their actions. The son in Accomplishing redemption, the Spirit applying Him. Now we talked about what this kind of all means in the grand scheme of things a couple of weeks ago, and divine um, operations and inseparable operations. But it's still that the one and the many, and these ideas that work out for it. I think again, I think pushing it where evangelicals tend to be. All about my personal relationship and almost too much focus in which they, in one sense, hate the corporate life, Mm -hmm. the the gathering together. We just go to church because that's what we do instead of expecting to meet the triune God with other believers in a community. Right it's it's those balance so to kind of as we started it's not contrary to it it's both that that balance having yes i'm responsible for my faith and i'm responsible to make sure i'm partaking within the community right but it's not just the community
1: right so um definitely like what you said there mike uh, especially about um our our, basically our walk, um, and how we are held accountable as individuals, uh, for, um, for doing these things for ourselves. Right. Um, a verse I was going to go to next was, uh, uh, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And, and it's just like you said, you're accountable for, for your own sin. Uh, however, uh, the author of the Hebrews uh, says uh, to encourage one another so you won't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And later in the article near the tail end, um, Chad Bird is saying, uh, for I know what would happen. I would end up making in my mind reshaping my personal Jesus into a strikingly familiar image, the image of me. And that is goes with this hardening of our hearts by the deceitfulness of sin because, um, my Jesus, that's uh, as I like to think of them all on my own with Jesus in my Bible, is uh, my sinful, deceitful flesh is going to um, deceive me into thinking all sorts of things, and that's why, um, for even for our personal uh accountability, like you said, we need the body to um need them to encourage us one another each day so that we don't get hardened and we, we bounce ideas off of each other or they see something in us that is uh, out of step with uh, the truth of the gospel. And, and again, in, the author says in chapter 10, he says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, uh, not forsaking the assembly, uh, forsaking our assembling together is, is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Uh, all the more as you see the day draw near so my good deeds that i have to do uh other believers are supposed to stimulate me and to say hey do this do this good job keep going uh have you thought about doing this um, so for not only for not sinning uh, which i'm personally accountable for and not all and also for good deeds which i am personally accountable for for he who knows the good who he ought to do and doesn't do it for him. That is sin. Uh, James says, so for both of those things that I'm personally accountable for uh, the author of the Hebrews says, I need other people to do this. So it's just like you're saying, Mike, uh, it's gotta be a balance. Uh, it's both. It's both. It's the one and the many. I am one person responsible or I'm one of the many responsible in the one church uh, is, is responsible for uh the other members encouraging me. Um so those all of those commandments that we need other believers uh to be able to fulfill, I can't stimulate anyone to good good deeds if I'm not around around anybody. Thoughts? Any thoughts? I'll move on if, if there's no <laughs> thoughts. We kind of wrap that no. one up, I guess. Uh I was just go ahead um,
2: kind of thinking about even his pushback he's mentioned a little bit um kind of in a song we probably all know it um but i come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice i hear falling on my ear the son of god discloses don't people he
0: walks with me go. and yep. he talks with yeah. me so uh
2: this is over over a hundred years old as him. So obviously we have this. Yeah. Um what they're reacting to isn't new in in one sense, it's been around for a century. Right. Um, but even when we consider church history, you have the monastic movement, right. which is kind of that separation, the desert fathers who would spend time by themselves. Right. Um with asceticism in the desert right. thinking about things of God. And so even we see this outworking with within it. But I think you know it's having you know these balances. We are called to stir one another up in in good works and to and to be in it and to do it but we also have elements like in Romans 8 where the spirit confesses to our spirit that we're sons of God it's a very a very personal moment um probably you know in line of the reading and praying and having the spirit testify to us about our relationship with the triune god
0: Right.
2: And you know, there you know, in this kind of overreaction, really kind of moving towards kind of before um modernity when we've and I mean in America plays a part in this and kind of um individual rights and Right. you know having to do that i think we need to recognize our our culture in it i right. mean in one sense you can say his pushing it back is even related to the deviations of the lgbt community right and the autonomy and, and the person the individual um but yet even in that you they they need a community. It's not, yes, it's my personal identity in their case, but they have it within a community. And this is the same. I have a relationship with the Lord. The Lord has saved me. I've called I've called upon the Lord, obviously, in understanding that is the Lord who has regenerated me and making these professions. Right. And then He has brought to me a people to help me to grow right but it still has to be my faith right and and i have to work on growing it in sanctification and appealing to the spirit in prayer while i pray for others and i and i look at others and so i mean you can have religious encounters in the secret garden yeah where you walk alone but you also have those same, you should have those same encounters coming together in fellowship with other believers.
0: And I think part of, again, the the having the body around with you. And that's why, again, we we don't want to go too far to one ditch or to the other. We want to stay balanced. Having that can keep us, from having some emotional individualistic experience that might not really be from God and those brothers and sisters around, you can say, Hey bro. Hey sister. I think, I think you're going off into a more experiential kind of understanding of God that you think you're claiming is of God, but that doesn't line up with scripture to keep you accountable. So those things, there's those benefits to that because what I see often, and this is why I think people sometimes overcorrect is because it becomes my personal relationship with Jesus is void of the scripture. It's void of the church. Therefore I have this understanding of, of Jesus and the Jesus I know isn't like the Jesus you're talking about. You Pharisee, you judgmental Christian who's standing on the streets telling people to turn to to Christ because that's not my Jesus. Right. And so there, therefore there there's, there's this benefit to having the body and not completely disconnecting yourself from it because that is, God did call us to be a part of this. Um, it, it's it's his body, the hand, the feet coming together, him being the head. Um, but that doesn't, again, take away from the fact that we have that personal relationship with Christ. Right. But there's a balance. We This is what I think, we, we really want to make sure that you're getting that out of this here tonight. And I think that's what's, what's being accomplished, I believe, but uh, is that there's a balance here. We can say, yes, corporately, we see that it's there. Personally, we see that it's there. You know, when I'm struggling and this week going through uh, the loss of a family member, and then the, Christ comes and he comforts me, right? When you're going through something, you're comforted. But he also uses the body to do that as well, to come alongside and comfort you.
1: Right, most <clears throat> definitely. I think there's uh, the opposite ditch too. There's uh, several groups within the, the Christian culture that um, whether they're uh, that definitely out, outside the bounds of orthodoxy. So uh, we see groups like uh, the New Perspective, as, as much as I know. So if I'm misunderstanding you, uh, I haven't looked that deep into it. So, uh, federal vision, uh, the new perspective on Paul, the Roman Catholic church, uh, all make, uh, it seems to me to make, uh, an error towards this corporate relationship where, uh, the, the main thrust of things is that, uh, being united to the covenant community and, uh, almost as though salvation were, uh, contingent upon being membership of that it's definitely true true of Roman Catholicism if you're not a member of the true church then you're you're in some trouble now more liberal uh councils I think have uh, taken taken a different angle on that but uh, is it's uh you can make the opposite error where you're either requiring people uh that if you're not a part of the true church uh even probably in land landmarkism uh, would be another one uh, that you're not, you're not even saved. Uh, you're going to hell. Um, you're a heretic or whatever, or it could just be simply, uh, uh, of, of the, of the nature of, of such a high importance place on the covenant community that, uh, maybe the original initial doctrine isn't, isn't so raunchy, but the, uh, effect of it will lead, uh, an individual believer to think, well, I go to church, I've been baptized. I've I'm, I'm in the covenant community and therefore, uh, everything for me is on solid footing. So I think that could be an opposite, uh, that is an opposite error that does exist, uh, even as much as we've pushed back on the, on the evangelical tendency, uh, to be in a a strictly personal relationship, I guess we could call it. And since we're trying to be balanced, we should probably move on to the personal side of things, discuss that a little more. Where I began with this and, uh, a lot of people be- began with it when I talked to them, um, is that all mankind, every son of Adam and daughter of Eve, has a personal, individual relationship with the living God. In Ezekiel 18, 4, God says, all souls are mine, the soul of the father as well as the soul of the son, the soul that sins will die. In uh, Ezekiel 18, 20, he says the same thing again, the soul who sins will die, the, uh, the father will not or the son will not bear the punishment for the father's iniquity nor the father bear the punishment for the son's iniquity the righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself and the wickedness of the wicked will be on himself and in romans 2 paul uh referencing the psalms in the proverbs says that there's a day coming when god will render to each person according to his deeds and so from these collection of verses we can see that not only does the christian have an in- individual relationship before god but each uh, each person has a individual standing before the living God, um, which then gets redeemed in Christianity. So that individual relationship is already there, uh, and uh, it it's just transformed uh, as we are redeemed. Yeah, that's, that's where I began the, that the discussion of that topic in my mind. Any thoughts on that, or should we keep moving?
0: No, I think that's good. That's a good point to, to hit on because one of the things, um, I've often heard when evangelizing is you need to, uh, get people to have a relationship, you know, with God and everybody, everybody has a relationship with God. Right. It's either one of enmity or it's one of reconciliation, right? You're either a child of God, a friend of God, or you're at enmity with God, but you have a relationship. You have a stand, you have a starting point, right? Um, but when you come to Christ, there is this personal. Here's another thing, right? Logos, the word Logos in John 1. Yeah. Right? I was reading through this because we, we was doing a study on it a few weeks ago uh, here at my house. We was having a Bible study on it. And John 1, when it talks about the Logos, John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, knew exactly what he was doing when he used this word. Because the Greeks understood Logos to mean this creator, this person, this, this power, all supreme being who creates, but kind of pulls away from his creation. Whereas Mm -hmm. the Jews would have understood this as well, this word logos, as they understood in the old Testament, you have this, um, the word of the Lord came, the word of the Lord Mm -hmm. came, the word of the Lord came. And John connects this and says, this isn't as the Greeks. So the the Jews would have understood this logos, the word of the Lord coming. The, The Greeks would have had this understanding of the word, uh, or this 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 creator, this supreme being, but one that's di- like distant from having a relationship with his creation. But John says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he mm. talks about the one whom God loved. So he's 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 letting it be known to the Jews not only this word of the Lord that came, this is the word, this is God incarnate here, here. Right. And to the Greeks, not this God, this creator who just comes or, or creates and then steps away and has no relationship with his creation. No, he comes and tabernacles amongst his creation and 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 loves and is compassionate and caring and he's interacting with his creation, right? And so you see that even in in John. So it's this personal God, right? And we each have that person, and that's why it's important for us to to not neglect it, not say we don't have a personal relationship with Christ. If you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, something's wrong, right? Right. But not at the expense of saying that it's we don't have a religion either. It's balance, 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 Son, balance. balance.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, if we think about uh, if we read the Gospels, um, Jesus was indeed the Word that became flesh, and He was was and is and continueth to be forever, both God and man in uh, two distinct natures in one person. Uh, and so Jesus, as a man in the appearance of a man, walked the earth, and so He is an individual. So if you think about every every encounter, every miracle that he performed, uh, every person he called, uh, it was always uh, they went to Jesus personally. Uh, now there was there was uh, you could see the 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 corporate relationship as well as you see the the one fellow uh, lowered down um, lowered down through the roof with a mat. So there's a, a, a beauty there as well. As we see the corporate and the and the personal, <clears throat> as Jesus personally he, <clears throat> heals him and forgives his personal sins, um, one passage that really uh, is lovely uh, to this to this effect. So in uh, John eleven, uh, when Lazarus falls ill, word sent to him or re- word is sent to Jesus, and they say, "Lord, the, behold." Uh, the one whom you love is sick. Um, and then later on in verse 5, we're told also that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so we see also, as you mentioned, John is described, describes himself anonymously five times as the one Jesus loved. And so we see this beauty here that Jesus loved loves uh, each of these people. It it mentions each of them by name in in John 11. Martha, I guess her sister, but it's a specific person, and Lazarus. He loved them, and that's a specific Mm -hmm. love. He doesn't just have that uh, love for his bride mentioned in in Ephesians 5, where he he loved his bride uh, and laid his life down for her, but he has love each individually for those saints, Martha, her sister, Mary, and Lazarus. Um, So we see, I just think it's very beautiful that Jesus is said to love each one of them uh, individually.
0: Yeah. Mike, any thoughts coming down to the end here?
2: I got a couple. James chapter one, verses 26 and 27. James here has just talked about, um, about the law, about hearers and doers. And then he says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this, to visit the orphans, the widows and their afflictions, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And when you look at the pronouns in the original language, It's singular, the verb, if, if he, if anyone thinks he is religious is Amy, which is first person singular in it. So a person has to think about their religion and here, I think, um, religion is just not generic, but is the gospel. Right. Mm. And that this religion then is pure and undefiled before God, the Father is this. And then you see the corporate outworking to visit the orphans, the widows, and their afflictions. And then the personal keep one keep oneself unstained from the world. Right. And then he goes on to the sin of partiality, where he talks about faith and works and how faith is never alone. Faith is accompanied by works of faith that one can see someone's works and see their faith it's a um in that sense it's um it justifies their faith that the works show evidence towards them we've discussed this um and other podcasts but i think when we, we think about these ideas the biblical authors kind of just go in and out between the personal and individual and the corporate and moving through. And you see the same thing in judges. So they've defeated um, Jericho. God has brought down the walls. They have looted the city. They've saved rehab. And now they're going to hit this insignificant town of AI, take it over. But they lose much bigger army, small town should have won, but they don't. God judges them corporately, but what we find out in that, that God judges them was because someone had sin individualistically, the sin of Achan stealing things Mm -hmm. that were devoted for destruction. Again, we can't make that kind of hard line between the corporate and the individual, right? They affect each, they, there, there's an, there's an effect with both, right? Aiken's sin caused 36 men to be killed or they fled. Yeah. Killed about 36. Men, there was a a punishment on the corporate, right? But even, but that didn't ex that didn't exonerate Achan and his sin. His and his family would face what was the consequence for doing what God had forbid, and right. taking things devoted for destruction. And I think this is how the Bible even lays. Lays it out. The covenant with Adam is a covenant with Adam right. that would be passed on to his generation, but it's with Adam. It's not right. with Sarai or with any. Now there's that federal headship that he does have. And again, I so so even with that understanding, right? It's it's both. And right which then calls us to think about what's important about what's important about all this. Well, we need the church for our own personal growth. Mm -hmm. And that going to church and hearing is good. And it's, and in some sense, probably better than just being by myself and reading my Bible but I grow in both. Mm -hmm. And there's a refining in both that I can bring what I learn and I can be taught what other people are being learned and we can grow in community as we go. Right. And that yes, as the author said, Christianity isn't about desert Christians living on their own and doing their own thing. They live in community, but they also need to be mindful of their own their own standing before God and, and what is sin and making sure that they, they do what they, th- that God has called them to do. And that is to live in community.
1: Right.
0: And that brings up a thought for maybe a possible show down the road. Um, where can community go too far? Ooh. Because I'm community thinking of, Communal, summer. yeah, communal groups, right? Because I'm thinking of some of the, the Jonestown and some of these groups yeah, that yeah, then they yeah. isolate themselves. Um mm-hmm. Or even I've seen there's some groups that um have issue with the church and yeah. then they believe they're doing church as we see it in the book of Acts. We're doing life together. We're doing <laughs> yeah. all these things. And then it's like, but Help there's fix. constant direct shots at, at the church church.
1: Right, yeah. Or Whereas... Even- go ahead or or even, i mean even and I, i'm sure i did this some in my in my younger years as a christian uh where you're on on your social media and you're constantly taking shots at the church all oh, the church is so bad at this and that and that other thing you know uh maybe it's just one, maybe it's just you on social media doing the same thing and like you're saying taking shots at the church um because it's not just my local church that uh, i'm a member of it's uh it's your local church. It's a, the Presbyterian church. It's the, even our friend, the Lutheran, assuming they're confessional Lutherans. Uh, even that even that church we're members of. So to con- consistently being, not not disagreeing, I'm not talking about disagreeing, having polemical arguments, I'm talking about like slams, just slams on the church. I think that uh, best shows a sign of unmaturity and uh, at worst, I don't know, yeah. other things.
0: Yeah, because the communal aspect is a good thing We do community, we do life together When we go to church And the people that I am involved with In my local church And you get to know them You get to do life together with them But it's not that we're together every single day And and I've seen some That are are bringing together this kind of feel Of like, let's be like Acts Where we're living together And we're sharing meals all the time together And those are great if you can do those things But sometimes those things don't happen It doesn't mean you're less of a community Right Right. so that's why I'm saying maybe that's a thought Maybe something we can do down the road Um, And I got some things in mind But um, I have a particular Group in mind but uh, Yeah so Any other thoughts Nathaniel you've been our guest tonight Even though you are a good friend of the Program here the original Natty P Is back tonight For uh, you know This episode any last thoughts man because this is an article That um, You brought to us so
1: All right, so um, I guess the last piece of evidence that I would give for everything that we've discussed, uh, we talked about the corporate, we've talked about the individual, and we've talked about the need for balance uh, in both. If you can't see this yet and you're still confused, uh, even after all we said, I'll just encourage you, uh, look for this. Read the book of Psalms. These are uh, 150 prayers, uh, depending on your faith tradition. certain certain uh denominations and even the jews and catholics will divide it up a little different uh but if you don't see uh see this balance yet read the psalms because you have something like psalm 49 uh one that says sing to the lord a new song and sing his praise in the congregation and you have something like uh psalm 3 uh, where david says i cried to the lord with my i was crying to the lord for my with my with my voice and he answered me from his holy mountain. So you see this balance, this beautiful balance. And sometimes, even in the same Psalms, uh, you will see this. If you read all 150, learn them, you'll see this balance and this uh, dual nature of the the per- individual relationship and the corporate relationship. Uh, that would be, I guess, the coup de grace. If you, if you don't take it from what we've said here, you will definitely see it in the Psalms. Uh, so try that exercise if you're still having trouble.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> go ahead, Mike. You look like you're gonna say something. Close us out, brother.
2: Grammarly says that these notes have a score of 78. There's some errors in there, just gonna.
1: What's that? Oh, on my paper that I sent to everybody. Yeah. Oh, who cares? <laughs>
0: It's I was a, wondering, like what are you talking about? That's a Grammarly.
1: that's a privilege of not being a scholar nor in seminary. I can uh do my own style, the the NAP style guide.
0: So but, Grammarly, uh, if you'd awesome. like to sponsor us, because <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I'll start writing good if they sponsor you.
0: So
2: no, that's all I got.
0: All right. Well, that's been G220 Radio for tonight. Nathaniel, thanks for coming back on the program with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure, bro. Uh, don't be a stranger. And Mike, next week we will be back. We'll be talking about something. I, I don't know. We haven't, I don't think we've gone out that far, but we will be back. We'll be talking about uh, something that has to deal with the Bible because that's what we do here. It's conversations with real people about spiritual things. So uh, join us next week, G220 Radio. 9 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night, uh, and, uh, share, like, tell a friend, um, let them know. And, uh, if, if there's any kind of conversation you would love to hear us have a talk about or discuss, email us at G220 radio at gmail.com. Again, you can email us at G220 radio at gmail.com. If you don't want to listen to us or watch us via YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching us on Twitter, if you're watching us over there, uh, you can listen to the podcast on Podbeam or Podbean or any podcast catcher that's I I uh Apple Podcast, wherever uh you listen to them, you can follow us there as well. That's been G220 Radio.
1: What's that? I was just gonna say may uh, leave a comment, drop a five star review on the podcatcher.
0: Yeah, there that you go. Leave really that. Helps. Um it may help us, it may not. <laughs> who knows? Those those who watch, watch those who don't, they don't. They missing out, but that's okay. God bless and good night.